god of hellfire and I bring you fire All right, we are back. As promised, at the top of the program, we're going to devote the entire third segment to an amalgamation of quotes and quips and stats and anecdotes, etc., etc. Let us start off with stats. And I think we can scarcely do better than to cite the current Harper's Index, as Harper's almost never fails to produce some eye-opening statistics. Like this one, percentage of likely Republican primary voters who support shutting down U.S. mosques, 27%. Perhaps they've not heard of the First Amendment. And uh, while they don't have a First Amendment over in France, here's a couple of stats that might uh, reflect off this previous item. The estimated portion of French citizens with radical Islamist beliefs who grew up in Muslim families, that would be One out of five. Let us compare that to the estimated portion of French citizens with radical Islamist beliefs who grew up in Catholic families. That would be two out of five. Suppose 27% of Republicans would like to shut down Catholic churches here in the United States? Probably not. Here's another one for our friends in the Republican Party. Net change in the number of Mexican immigrants living in the United States between 2009 and 2014. That would be negative 140,000. How about this one from the Harper's Index? Percentage of Americans who believe the government should be able to censor statements offensive to minorities, (laughs) 28%. But it gets worse. Of Americans aged 18 to 34, the percentage who believe that the government should be able to censor statements deemed offensive to minorities is 40%. And uh, people, that's also covered by the First Amendment. Hello? All right, how about this one? Portion of British children aged 12 to 15 who believe that information retrieved by Google searches is always true. One out of five. And uh, here's actually my personal favorite. The factor, the factor by which a tech job listing is more likely to perform poorly if it includes the phrase, quote, drug-free workplace, unquote. That factor would be 21, as in 21 times more likely to perform poorly. All right, and in uh, referring, as we just were, to things that might prove offensive to minorities, for one of our jokes of the day, let's um, cite what comedian Ricky Gervais said at the 73rd annual Golden Globe Awards last month. Gervais told the audience, I've changed. Not as much as Bruce Jenner, obviously, which he then compounded by praising Caitlyn Jenner's, quote, great bravery in breaking down barriers and destroying stereotypes. Then, but then adding, she didn't do a lot for women drivers. And uh, by the way, as you may have noticed, uh, earlier this week, Donald Trump garnered more headlines by not participating in the latest debate fiasco hosted by Fox, which caused our favorite political comic, Wilders, to say, Donald Trump will be a huge force foreign policy-wise and wipe the floor with Vladimir Putin, unless Putin pulls out his secret weapon, Megyn Kelly. 
Yes, there was quite a bit of hooting and hollering over the fact that although Trump likes to talk tough and say he's going to stand up to Putin and the Ayatollahs, he was afraid to go head-to-head with a female news correspondent. Of course, that's giving Megyn Kelly, who works for Fox News, maybe more credit than she's due. But uh, at any rate, you get the idea. The Donald didn't look so good. Not that that's ever hurt him. Anyway, we've got plenty more jokes coming up. Jokes slash quotes slash quips. So let's do a couple of anecdotes. Here's one I've been sitting on for a month or two. Apparently, the Steelers quarterback, Michael Vick, the guy who got, basically, he went to prison for his abuse of dogs, fighting dogs that he was raising, and when they weren't up to snuff, shooting. Well, a couple months back, uh, Michael Vick (laughs) appeared before the state capitol in Pennsylvania, which is in Harrisburg, where he lobbied for a bill to protect cats and dogs from being left in unattended vehicles. Vic told the people there that the bottom line is that all animals thrive on kindness and respect. They depend on us like our children depend on us. Of course, one difference we may want to point out to Mr. Vic is that children are generally not shot after they disappoint in the dogfighting ring. Here's an anecdote we mentioned in passing on this program before, but it resurfaced in the week, last week, so we're going to hit it again. Apparently, a man named Mike Fleming Jr. was writing in something called Deadline.com and was noting there that actor Sylvester Stallone is extremely dedicated to his craft. Mr. Fleming cited the fact that uh, when the actor was filming the Rocky series, he ordered his co-stars, some of them professional fighters, to land real punches on him to make fight scenes look as realistic as possible. Apparently, Sly Stallone was left with a cracked rib after taking body blows from former NFL linebacker Carl Weathers. The incident we cited previous on the program <laughs> was the time that when they were filming, I guess it was Rocky Four, when the diminutive Stallone, who we believe is 5'5", five, five, maybe, no more than 5'6", and perhaps 5'4", decided while doing some filming with Dolph Lundgren, the six foot five legitimate former world kickboxing champion, and uh, told Lundgren, you know, we have to really focus on realism. For the first 30 seconds, just come at me with everything you got. Now, let this be a lesson to uh, weightlifting actors everywhere. Never tell a world kickboxing champion to come at you with all he's got. In the words of Stallone, he comes at me and then bang, 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 three times in the body, and I, I manage enough oxygen to say, cut. Stallone was, in fact, flown to the hospital where he spent four days in intensive care. After being thumped by Lundgren, he experienced fluid around the pericardial sac. And, uh, well, that's, that's never good. And here's a little anecdote we like. Apparently, the reigning Miss Universe, the former Miss Philippines who experienced an awkward moment in the contest when uh, the host mistakenly crowned Miss Columbia instead, announced last week that she's using the intense attention she got after the controversy to focus on her causes, such as fighting HIV and AIDS. Well, we certainly hope that Miss Universe can make some progress in that direction. And you know, here's one we'll mention, but we may actually be left speechless by this item. Apparently, media tycoon Rupert Murdoch announced his engagement to Jerry Hall a week or two ago. She's the former Texan supermodel and partner of Rolling Stone, Mick Jagger. The news media reports this marriage as Murdoch's fourth and Hall's second, although her first official one, apparently, because although she married Mick Jagger, 
who's the father of her four children, in a Hindu ceremony in Bali in 1990. Jagger claimed during divorce proceedings in 1999 that the couple were not, in fact, legally married. And no, we have no idea why a Hindu ceremony in Bali wouldn't be a valid marriage, but then, you know, we're not lawyers. We're not economists either, thank God, and we just have to cite in passing the fact that uh, Arthur Laffer has shown up again, the former Reagan advisor, the supply-side economist, he of the famous Laffer Curve. A Laffer Curve, for those of you unfamiliar with it, is to basically take the space between the y-axis and the x-axis and draw a rainbow and say, this represents tax revenues. Starts out low, peaks in the middle, and then if you keep taking it a higher percentage of taxes, which is what the x-axis is, it drops back down again. Now, there is undoubtedly some truth in this, but it's hardly the kind of precise economic forecast one would like before instituting tax policy. In fact, during Reagan's years, this was shown to be rather oversimplified and, well, silly. But Arthur Laffer is back at it again. There's a candidate for the U.S. Senate named Tom Del Baccaro, whom, whom Laffer likes. Apparently, Tom Del Baccaro has a plan to overhaul the U.S. tax code, which, frankly, is something that needs to be done. But is, is he the guy to do it with uh, Laffer's help? Well, we'll just have to see. And before we leave it, I don't want to completely diss Laffer. There is some truth to the fact that, you know, if you have very, very high tax rates, well, you don't get tax revenues because people don't pay them. They find ways around them. Does a flat tax make sense? Well, it makes a great deal of sense to us. If for no other reason than the fact that the very rich are against it, those who allegedly pay the bulk of the taxes want no part of a flat tax, which tells me that if we put one in place, they'd be paying more than they are now. I mean, if they were going to pay less with a flat tax, wouldn't they be lining up behind it? Well, we think so. All right, why don't we do about uh, 10 minutes or so of quotes and quips and jokes and statements that might count as all three. Let's start off with one by Bill Vaughn, who noted, One trouble with growing older is that it gets progressively tougher to find a famous historical figure who didn't amount to much when he was your age. How about the first of many Rodney Dangerfields? I don't get no respect. The time I got hurt, on the way to the hospital, the ambulance stopped for gas. Rita Rudner is one of our favorites. <laughs> Said Rita, how come if you mix flour and water together, you get glue? And when you add eggs and sugar, you get cake. Where did the glue go? Here's one from Craig Kilborn. A Texas town has banned the Harry Potter books because they glorify magic and learning to read. Here's one from Bill Maher. Jaguar recently recalled 3,500 cars. They were quick to point out the problem is strictly with emissions and has nothing to do with the vehicle's main function, which is getting bald, middle-aged guys laid. Said Jeff Shaw, a casino is where you'll lose $100 in a slot machine and shrug your shoulders, then lose $1 in a Coke machine and swear your head off. Here's one from Jay Leno. I've never understood why women love cats. Cats are independent. They don't listen. They don't come in when you call. They like to stay out all night, and when they're home, they like to be left alone and sleep. In other words, every quality that women hate in a man, they love in a cat. Also said Janet, I think this was several years back, UCLA decided this week that it is wrong to give preferences based on race. 
They now say they want college admissions to, to be based on traditional standards, such as how well you can throw a football and how much your dad gives to the Alumni Association. Let's do one more from Leno. The reason there are two senators for each state is it's so that one can be the designated driver. Here's a couple on the Battle of the Sexes, first from Rita Rudner. When I eventually met Mr. Wright, I had no idea that his first name was Always. Contrasted with this from Richard Jenny. The only difference between the women I've dated and Charles Manson is that Manson has the decency to look like a nutcase when you first meet him. All right, we're going to flip back to Leno. Backers of the reinstatement of the death penalty in New York claim that it'll make criminals think twice before shooting someone. I don't believe that. When New Yorkers think twice about shooting someone, it means they'll shoot them twice. Here's one from Jeff Foxworthy. Today I can't drive without my daughter in a special car seat strapped in. But we sent John Glenn into space with a Jethro Bodine seatbelt. All right, in honor of Black History Month, we got to do at least a couple of black comics. Said the late, great Richard Pryor at one point, Now they're calling drugs an epidemic. That's because white folks are doing it. And here's one from Chris Rock. Every town has the same two malls. The one white people go to and the one white people used to go to. And thirdly, from George Wallace, who is black, we have, why does the Air Force need expensive new bombers? Have the people we've been bombing over the years been complaining? Here's another one from Jeff Shaw. They say Japanese teenagers are smarter than American teens. Oh, yeah? Let's see a Japanese kid earn a diploma without knowing how to read. Roddy Dangerfield again. I don't get no respect. I joined Gamblers Anonymous. They gave me two to one and I'll make it. Here's a good one from Dennis Miller, which doesn't happen often enough. The radical right is so homophobic that they're blaming global warming on the AIDS quilt. Here's one I can relate to, said Shelley Berman. A hotel is a place that keeps the manufacturers of 25-watt bulbs in business. Yes, as part of my travel kit, I now take an actual LED-style light bulb around to replace the horrible compact fluorescence so many hotels use. Yeah, 25 watts indeed. Another one from Jay Leno. This is many years back. At that time, Leno noted that Adolf Hitler's nieces and nephews were suing for $20 million in royalties on Mein Kampf. Said Leno, I hope this unseemly squabbling doesn't tarnish the Hitler family name. And you know, we did mention three weeks back with the fact that uh, Mein Kampf is now going to be freely published in Germany, having come off patent. We, we thought about doing some quotes from Mein Kampf. And you know, we probably don't want to do this after all. Let's take a break from the funny ones to throw out two. First, what luck for rulers that men do not think. What luck indeed. And if you tell a big enough lie and tell it frequently enough, it will be believed. I think that one's being employed by numerous people in our current run-up to the presidential elections. But I think I'll leave it at that. All right, how about uh, this one from funny man Billy Conley. Marriage is a wonderful invention, but then again, so is the bicycle repair kit. There's another one from Dennis Miller. The Exorcist was a landmark movie, both scary and disturbing. It was also the first and last time a Catholic priest actually wanted to give a woman control over her body. 
There's one from Steve McGrew I can relate to. Jazz is five guys playing different songs. And rap, they left the C off the front of that word. Another one from Rodney Dangerfield. My wife wants Olympic sex. Once every four years. And you know, it's hard not to love Ellen DeGeneres, which she comes up with. The song, If I Had a Hammer, is geared toward people who don't have a hammer. Maybe before I had a hammer, I thought I'd hammer in the morning and hammer in the evening. But once you get a hammer, you'll find you don't really hammer as much as you thought you would. All right, let's do a few more. One from Rabbi Bob Alper. The Torah has something to say about teenagers. According to one of the commentators, the reasons that Abraham was about to sacrifice Isaac at the age of 12 and not 13 is because at 13 it wouldn't have been a sacrifice. All right, one more. This one's a proper joke. And we used it about six years ago, but if you weren't listening then, it may come, may come as news. Here's the deal. Muldoon lived down in the Irish countryside with only his pet dog for company. One day the animal died. Muldoon then went down to his parish priest and said, Father, my dog is dead. Could you be saying a mass for the poor creature? We cannot have services for an animal in the church. But there's some Baptists down the lane, and there's no telling what they believe. Maybe they'll do something for the creature. Muldoon says, Oh, I see. Well, I'll go right away, Father. Do you think $5,000 is enough of a donation for them to do the service? Father Patrick then exclaimed, Sweet Mother of Jesus, why didn't you tell me the dog was Catholic? All right, I'd like to note that on next week's program, we'll be airing our interview with John Lissack, age 101. John participated in the 1936 Olympics in Berlin, and a special commemorating that event will appear on NBC Sports in the next few days. We do hope you'll catch us on radio, and then hopefully catch John and others on television as well. I'm certainly going to try. This program was produced by Edward McMillan. I'm Douglas Everett, and this is Radio Parallax.